Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thanks to the captain for holding us down there while we got ready to go. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So what's up, man? How you doing? I can't get enough of that picture. Um, <laughs> the, the, I, now, the guys in the background, that was supposed to be rookies, right? I mean, it's like the rookie hazing. Everybody dresses up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Belt seems to have gotten the short end of the stick because he had to wear the uh, Lieutenant Dangle shorts <laughs> from uh, Reno 911. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's such a win-win for him, but yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll have to say this. He looks good in shorts. Put it that way. <laughs> so, um, so we are live streaming this. Uh, we are live streaming on our Facebook page, which is uh, Thompson and Clark, and on our Twitter, uh, our Twitter account. So, you, usually we we've kind of gone through YouTube, and the problem is, is our YouTube sc- subscriptions aren't that high. So what I wanted to test today, and this is why we're doing it, is to go through Twitter and Facebook to see if it changes. It may not change anything, and YouTube may just be the right place to, to live stream. But the problem is, is when you don't have a lot of subscribers, you cannot create those notifications to make the awareness out there. Because uh, I have an, uh, another channel with a couple thousand uh, subscribers, and, and you know those people will get notified. So anyways, that's what we're, we're trying this today. Um, for those listening on the audio, this makes literally no difference for you whatsoever. <laughs> right. But yeah, you know, we just kind of, because it was the last, it's, we're leading up to the last week of the season. We wanted to go live and uh, see if folks were, uh, were interested in, in, in checking us out here uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. So um, I guess the first thing is as we head to the last Two series of the year for both Giants and the Dodgers. Giants have a two-game lead thanks to sweeping the Rockies again in Colorado, which was amazing. I saw Buster Posey. uh, He was quoted as as telling Cap, like, do you realize how hard it is to to beat these guys like six (laughs) games in a row at their place? Like, it's really hard. Oh, yeah. Even back to, you know, Lincecum days, right? He would, he would, you'd see him muttering under his breath, you know, because of the humidor or whatever, like, you know, juice ball BS or whatever, you know, when he's on the mound. And, and it's always been a place for that's been really hard for us to win at. So that's why I was like, when you looked at the schedule, you're like, okay, we should beat Colorado. But we kept saying this every time that the, you know, the last two series, like, okay, but Colorado is a much different team at home. They're like a playoff team if they can play all their games at home. But the Giants still won six in a row. They closed them out yesterday. I thought it was going to be more of a nail-biter than it was. Gossman had things going. The um, uh, the defense kind of let them down a little bit and let Colorado tie the tie the game, but the Giants really uh, pushed it out of reach in the ninth inning. So um, any quick thoughts on the, this last week of the season? Giants, you know, I think we sort of expected them to, to play really well. Uh, at the at the end, because that's what good teams do. But uh, you know that they, they've they 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 beat. Um, if, if we if we look at, I guess it would have been Sunday. 
the Braves game uh, was a bad one, but you know they they take the next five out of six from San Diego and Colorado. Yeah, and and let's not downplay it too much, too. I mean, in Colorado, that wasn't like they just went in there and, and walked all over them. It was a 7-2 score in the first game, 7-2 score in the second game, and 6-2 score in the third game. But still, those were late runs. The Giants kind of made a habit this weekend of going into Colorado, kind of hanging around, kind of making it like a 2-1 game, a 3-2 game, a 4-3 game, yeah. a tie game, 2-2, and then just bursting out runs in the last three innings of the game. Um, but, but I mean, we kind of knew, and that's how it works in Colorado too, you you, you can have a low-scoring game, but it will not stay that way. Uh, the runs will come in bunches, and that's kind of what happened. The Giants were just, especially on Friday night, uh, you know, it was a pretty close game, and they just started blasting home runs all of a sudden before you know it. It's seven two and and uh but you know credit to the giants bullpen for being able to really really hang in there in colorado and only give up two runs a game for three games in a row i mean that that's really hard to do because giants pitchers didn't get out of the fourth inning all the way up until yesterday when gossman finally did but um you know, again, it was it was another nerve-wracking series in Colorado until around the seventh or eighth inning each night. Um, but yeah, I think I mean the Giants played, you know, the type of baseball they've been playing all year long. The defense was solid, but then they make some gaffes, and you're like, oh man, here, you know, come on, don't let them in. But yeah. you always knew in the in your back pocket the Giants have home runs, and yeah. that's something we've never been able sure. to say for years and years and years. That well, the Giants have the three run home run, the Earl Weaver home run, waiting in their back pocket. It's going to happen, and uh, sure enough, it does happen. I mean, Brandon Crawford a three run home run yesterday. It's just you know, it's one of those things you're you're getting used to. Can you count on that? I mean, the Giants are coming home, and uh, I think the weather is going to be cooler the next couple of days. We've got a lot of wind here in Reno. I don't know if you can see back here, but um, we can see it. Yeah, it's going to be 63 degrees here in Reno tomorrow. And right now, I think today it's like 80, 82. Um, so we get these massive drops because we're up in the mountains. Um, so tomorrow night, you know, 645 start, you're going to have cooler temps. Ball doesn't fly as much. Um so, you know, uh, but they play Arizona. I mean, Giants are 14 and two against Arizona this year. And I mean, you can't take anything for granted. If anything, 1993 has taught us that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to bring it up. Sorry, Giants. I don't mean to bring it up, but I, you know, it's in the back of my mind. It's always been there. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's hit our uh, little intro video here, and then we'll come back with the rest of the show. Pedrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. The Giants uh, and the Dodgers for the week. Uh, if we if we start the week on Monday, which you and I do because we usually record our podcast on Monday, uh, both teams lost one game last week, which meant that uh, the Giants still lead by two. So we need to thank very much so the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are uh, are aren't they the worst team in baseball? They are. I believe they have a hundred and six losses right now. Yeah, they have a hundred and six 
losses. Um, so if you ever want to go by the old adage of don't get too cocky, kid, right? Uh, yeah, famous words of Han Solo, you don't get too cocky, kid, <laughs> because the Diamondbacks are coming in. Giants have a two-game lead on the Dodgers. Uh, Giants have to play the Diamondbacks for three. Earlier this year, they had to come back from down, what, 7-1 at home against the Diamondbacks to win that game where um, uh, Yaz hit the hit the grand slam. I think it was in the bottom of the eighth inning to finally take the lead. They were down 7-1. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, they're not a walkover team. The three guys they're facing – uh, this week, I'll have ERAs of like 4.5. So it's not like they're facing guys with ERAs in the sixes. Um, so it, it's it's still going to be a battle. It's still baseball. The Diamondbacks are still playing for pride. I mean, they still want to win games. They they have a young team. That's the thing. And then we're going to see Mad Bum on Thursday night. So that that's always pretty exciting. And 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 if you don't think he's going to be dialed up a notch mm-hmm. and ready to shut this team down. You know, I, I you're sorely mistaken. He's, he's going to uh, have the juices flowing and ready to show what he's made of. So ultimate competitor, right? Uh, like, oh yeah. Big time. 100%. And, and, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is his time of year, unfortunately with the diamondbacks, he, it's not going to be October um, probably for a few years at least, but uh, this is his time of year. This is when he shines, he shines in big games and this is, going to be a very big game for him. So the Giants, uh, you know, need to really take care of business Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Um, that way, when they get to Thursday, hopefully they maintain that two game lead or have busted that, that two game lead to a three game lead. Cause who do the Dodgers have this week? Uh, they, they have the Padres, right? They have the Padres for yeah. three starting on Tuesday. Uh, and these are home games against mm-hmm. the Padres. So Tuesday through Thursday, and then uh, they end the season with the Brewers at home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hmm. So I, I, the Brewers have clinched. They wrapped it up yesterday. Yeah, They, re- they really have nothing to play for. Uh, so that may be a little bit easier than we would have hoped. <laughs> but yeah, because we they were, don't, we were they sort don't of warning even, against that. They don't even have um, – got to look at the standings again. I had them up earlier. I was – studying them because there's a lot of fun stuff happening. If you're just a baseball fan, uh, you know, we're Giants fans first, but we're also baseball fans. We love, we love the game. We love this time of year. Um, and looking at the standings, you got Atlanta and Philadelphia, Philadelphia is two and a half games behind Atlanta in the NL East for that title. And they play three games against each other starting tomorrow. Uh, so that's going to be fun one to watch on the scoreboard as well. Uh, but Milwaukee, I mean, they're really not jockeying for position, they have a what like an eleven game lead, ten and a half game lead on Atlanta with their record, um, and they're way up on St. Louis, seven games. Um, so, so really, they can't lose any position. They're going to be home for their first series, and it's either going to be against Atlanta or Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, they can start resting guys. But again, we talked about it last week in baseball. That's so weird to rest guys because you've got six games left and then you're going to have five days off before you play again. So if you start resting guys now regularly, 
they could be off for 10 or 11 days. And then you start messing with timing and hitting. Uh, you start messing with um, rotation because, again, uh, or, or sorry, pitching, because, again, with pitching, it's repetition. Uh, arm slot, uh, you know, leg landing, everything else is repetition. If you start messing with that and giving yourself too much time off, the body gets weird. So it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what Milwaukee does. They can run out, uh, you know, just kind of a garbage lineup. I think one of they play um you know they're probably all hung over today uh, <laughs> they play tomorrow at st louis um st louis has won 16 in a row now uh they've all but locked up that second wild card spot uh so that so again that's not a very interesting series so they can really you know kind of throw out like a uh, a half-hearted lineup have half of your starters one night the other half the next night give guys you know days off here and there who are banged up but i think pitching wise you probably want to stick with your rotation maybe one extra day off in between plug in another guy but yeah be we should we should be thankful that the rosters didn't really expand very far this year because mm-hmm. they could have really thrown out the triple a roster for three <laughs> games in a row yeah exactly and they've got i mean yeah, we need them to do something against the Dodgers, but hopefully by the time we get there, if the, if the Giants can maintain that two-game lead, um, get through these three games and gain one game and make it three with three left, you're sitting pretty. You don't have to worry about too much because uh, then you have three games against the Padres. You just have to win one, and it's over at that point. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be these next three games against the Diamondbacks um, – it's going to be interesting if the Diamondbacks score in the first inning. Don't go to Twitter. Don't don't even <laughs> bother looking at Twitter because it's going to it's going to feel like the end of the world. But it's going to be it's still going to be fun. It's going to be a, a fun week. Um, I always look forward to this time of year when the Giants are in it, and especially battling that out like this. We've I mean, how many years have we had heartache this time of year? Um, but but I feel like we're kind of set up for some good things to happen between now and Sunday. Uh, this is going to be a very positive podcast. I will, yes. l- let's get that out of the way. But I do have one. <laughs> I want to mention one thing because the only reason the Giants didn't sweep the Padres is because they could not score in the 10th inning with two runners on and no outs. Yes. And that game, it felt at the time, it felt like one of those like, oh, my gosh, when we look at the end of this season, we're going to point to this game as the reason why they didn't do X, <laughs> Y and Z. Now, there's so many other games you can look at. Well, well, well because they yeah. swept Colorado, then you go, OK, well, may- maybe maybe this game isn't going to affect us as, as much as we thought. But just to have that moment where you got belt, you got Duggar. And they cannot get one across, and then you know the the bottom of the the tenth Padres easily get one across, and they win the game. But that was really the only blemish. Um, yeah. That was a that was a tough game. It was, uh, I think it was. Look at the box score here. It was. Uh, oh, it was the Logan Webb game where he had an awful first inning, which we haven't seen a lot of this year, especially in the last right. like fifteen to twenty starts. He starts off really poorly, and then uh, and then he, he's 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 okay after that. Uh, he'll throw our next game on Tuesday, and I think I read that uh, if we go to 162, 
he'll he'll start that game. If we if we have not clinched the division, uh, he will start one game one sixty two. So there, there's a lot of pressure for him, and I I think you know that there there was a little bit of an issue with the strike zone with him in that game, uh, and then you know Quintana came in and he didn't look good either. I kind of wonder if he's even gonna be on the the roster right it's it doesn't look likely that he's going to be uh, a guy that they're going to turn to in big games especially mm-hmm. with Duvall and, and Castro throwing the way that that they did recently so uh the one blemish unfortunately they could not sweep it would have been great if they could have just swept the whole both of those series and then you know they they'd be up uh you know even even more and the the magic number which is at five would yeah. be at four. So let's explain the magic number, which is the magic number is five. And you take any Giants win from here on out and any Dodgers loss, and you subtract that from the magic number. And when you get to zero, then it's really, it's, it's, it's clinch time. So they, it's at five. They have six games left. So literally they go five and one and they, they can take care of business completely and they don't have to worry about the Dodgers losing because the Dodgers have not lost very much. Uh, or if the Dodgers do want to do us a little bit of a favor here and there, <laughs> they could lose one or two and then it makes things a lot easier for the Giants. But yeah. I'm fully expecting the Giants to really have to go to like game 161, 162 to, to, to finish this thing off. Yeah, uh, yeah, and... I don't want you to say that, but yeah, I, <laughs> I was thinking about that today. I, I was like, you know, doing the math in my head and I thought, you know, we could, you could technically wrap this up on Thursday against Mad Bum. Is it going to happen? I mean, you'd have to, the Giants would have to win Tuesday and Wednesday and and the Dodgers would have to lose Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday. And then yeah. when was the last time that happened this season? It, it just hasn't. You you have the two best teams in baseball just battling it out in the National League West. So it, it is going to go down to the final weekend. Um, it could end Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. It co- could go to game 163. Um, we've already talked about that. That That's a very good possibility. The nice thing with that, if that does happen, is the Giants have the season series um, on the Dodgers. Uh, what was it? 10-9, right? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they, they have the season series on them 10-9. So the game would be at uh, AT&T, SBC, Oracle, whatever you want to call it. It's all those names, but it would be at the ballpark right behind behind me, right behind you. Uh, And it would be at our home and home field advantage. Uh, Again, we've talked about this so many times. I I love home field advantage in baseball because it it really is the only thing that matters. I mean, the NFL, you get the crowd, the NHL, you get the crowd, Uh, NBA, you get the crowd, but baseball is a slower game. It's a little more chill. There's not a raucous crowd from beginning to end. So the true home field advantage in baseball that that is better than any other sport is you get the last chance to score. There's no clock. You get the last chance to score. So it's it's beautiful. It's it's the most exciting uh, home field advantage of of any sport that I think um Myself. So a game 163 in San Francisco against your rival to win the division. Um, you know, loser gets a one game wild card against the Cardinals. Um, you know, it, 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 this whole week is just set up for tense. I'm almost out of 
bourbon too. I, I, I hit my closet <laughs> the last couple of weeks. I'm getting low. Might have to make a run to the store for this week. <laughs> so speaking of, yeah, yeah. What, what are a segue. you drinking? Yeah. Um, so I went with the Buffalo Trace today. Uh-huh. Uh, I went. I went back to Bourbon last week. I think I had a beer. Two weeks ago, we had um, our tequila drinks. But uh, uh, you know, one gigantic ice cube and two ounces of. Uh, I guess that's called a double. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I just call it two ounces uh, <laughs> of Buffalo Trace. Uh, so that's what I'm having tonight. That kind of. You know, there's no game tonight. It usually calms the nerves. If I'm sitting watching the game, I'll grab the bourbon. We get it. We I, get a break. Yeah, we <clears throat> get a little bit of a break tonight. A little bit of a chill tonight. Um, Dodgers don't play tonight. Nobody really plays tonight. Who's in the hunt? Uh, so it's kind of a chill night. Get a little football on tonight, right? Got the Cowboys yep. and, and Eagles. Eagles. So yeah. So what do you got there? So I'm. You know, really, really on this uh, Zevia kick that you yes. introduced me to. <laughs> so, I we we'd been doing the tequila mixing, and so this time I went straight up Jack Daniels, <clears throat> the best nice. mixing whiskey out there. There you go. Just because it's you know you just sort if you have Jack Daniels, you might as well mix it. That's that's yeah. kind of what it's there for. Oh yeah. And I got the Zevia cherry cola, so it's like a cherry coke, and uh, diet cherry coke and and Dr Pepper. I mean and and uh, and whiskey. So um, yeah. that's what I'm I, going with. I gotta try that sometime. We used to get the cherry cola zevias, but it's been a long time. Um, but that would be a good mix. I think that would be a good mix with bourbon. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So do you know what the rules are in the postseason for these extra inning games? It looks like. We don't do the starting runner on second base in in the postseason, correct? I they did not do it last year. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it this year, but I think they do take that away. Yeah, I wonder if it counts for game 163 if we need a game 163. That is a regular season game. That is considered a regular season game and not a post game or postseason game. That's why they call it game one sixty three. So I would imagine that's they're they're going to stick with everything in the regular season. Yes. Can you imagine? Well, we'll, we'll be at home. Well, I'm not happens. even th- I'm not even worried yeah. necessarily about us. Oh yeah, there are but so like many some others, of these yeah. some of these other teams like. The Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays are all separated by two games yes. for, uh, you know, for two wild card spots because yeah. it looks like Seattle has fallen a little bit further back. But you got two wild two two wild card spots and three teams, and if Seattle, you know, maybe wins a couple, uh, you know, they may be in the mix because they're only three games back. But man, like this could get really crazy when it comes to that stuff, and then. In the National League, it's right now it's just only Atlanta and and Philly for the NL East and right. St. Louis is just run away with uh with that wild card. I don't think uh, I've ever seen a run like that in it major won 16 league games baseball. in a row. 16 games in a row. They now have a five and a half game lead on Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati had that second wild card for a little while there. Uh, San Diego had that 
wild card, uh, that second wild card. San Diego is now nine games behind the Cardinals. They were eliminated over the weekend. They were mentally eliminated <laughs> probably about a week ago. Oh yeah. Uh, but 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 they were uh, you know mathematically eliminated over the weekend but that's just amazing i've never seen anything like that um so again is that the team you want to play in a one game wild card right now i mean they still have six games to cool off but i don't think they're cooling off they are playing with some uh some moxie and so that 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 would be a very tough one game uh, whoever it is, Dodgers, Giants, they do get that game at home, which, which would be nice. Um, you know, St. Louis would have to go in there, but but still, that would be insane. I don't, I don't definitely don't want to play them. No way. Uh, it's a. I'll add the A's in there. By the way, I don't want oh, to upset yeah, right. our, our A's uh, buddy uh, fan friends. <laughs> there are only, do we there, have any? Like one? Well, maybe? you know, I I, I know a few. I, I think they're you know they don't really pound their chest as much anymore because they they fully expect the team to leave <laughs> yeah which sucks yeah. but um you know the the they're only three games behind boston for that second right. one and so. and they play actually so i said nobody really plays tonight sorry a's fans a's play the mariners starting tonight and and that's a meaningful again, game. Meaningful they're, game. yeah very meaningful series all together so i'll probably have that one on switch between that and the football game going back and forth um just because, again, if you're a sports fan, you just go back and forth. I was watching the Rams game yesterday, 125 start. Giants were already in the third or fourth inning. And you're texting me That's at the same time. big win, man. Yeah, so you text me, and I quickly switch over. And, <laughs> and then during the uh, commercials of the Rams games, I go over there. I don't know why I didn't think about this yesterday. I had picture two laptops. Well, I have two laptops in the house. DirecTV yeah. doesn't do picture-in-picture picture anymore for the uh, 4K setup and all that. Uh, but but I but I had two laptops in the house, and I and I used to. I don't know why I didn't do this, but I I usually put it up on a speaker and put on like you know the Giants game or whatever else on there, and then watch the other game and have them both going at the same time. I don't know why I didn't think about it. And there was too much going on yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know like i said good win for the rams to beat mm -hmm. the defending super bowl champions and that was fun my niners lost on sunday mm. night i was yeah. i was actually just happy that they were in that game because it looked like it could have got away from them and they could have got boat raced on national tv so can i tell you how much of a niner fan i am not <laughs> so during that game it was a good game right I, and, and it was a great game from what yeah, i saw afterwards in it Good yeah. matchup too. So I, you know, but I, and I usually watch that, but we're going to Disneyland in a week. So we're trying to rewatch re and kind of catch up on Disney stuff that has to do with like Halloween and what's in the park right now. So instead of watching the Niners and Packers, I put my phone away because I usually tell the kids, hey, we're going to watch a movie or whatever. So put your phones away. So I have yes. to do it too. You got to be an example. So I put the phone away. And we watched Coco last night. Oh, not. So, oh, I mean, what did you want to cry? Is that why you guys watched that movie? Yeah, it's such a great. <laughs> I love that movie so much. First, I got to see it in 4K last night. So that yeah. was really fun. I mean, just the colors popped. Everything was just oh, yeah. beautiful. Love the story. It's uh, so much going on in that movie. It was between that and Cars. And Cars is my favorite pixar movie so i kind of was leaning towards cars but i was like you know what they have so much coco stuff in the park right now we got to watch that because we're going to be there next week so anyways i did it, that's how much of a niner fan i'm not <laughs> i just watched coco instead 
before this turns into the Coco podcast, I will say one thing. <laughs> yes. Which is Coco has the best explanation I've ever seen of the Dia de los Muertos, which is the Day of the Dead. And like it never, the Day of the Dead never really made any sort of sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I, a, a lot of cultures have something similar. Like, you know, my Japanese side, we have something called the Obon, and they sort of do something similar where mm. the whole, they have a festival for those who have passed. But the Dia de los Muertos in Coco is like the best explanation that I've ever seen for it. I was like, ah, oh, this makes complete sense. We just need to show people. Yeah, and I, di I didn't know exactly what it was until the first time we watched the movie, and I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. And, yeah. and it's cool because, yeah, it does a good job of explaining it and um, kind of showing examples of it throughout the movie. So, yeah. There's also a little Lucha Libre in uh, Coco. There is, yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's, um, let's talk about two players that I think uh, are very important to this team. Um, actually, before that, you know, why don't we do Player of the Week? Okay, yeah, let's hit that up. Let's do Player of the Week. Let's see here. Pull this guy up. All right. So uh, every week I put up three players, um, sometimes a group of players, as I did this time. So uh, coming in third place, Brandon Crawford got 0% of the votes. And Brandon Crawford got 0% of the votes by hitting 348 on the week with a 452 Woba. Two home runs, seven RBIs, five runs scored. He had a tremendous week and his defense was awesome. But he came in third, didn't get any votes. Um, that'll tell you how the other guys did here. Second place, I put up the whole bullpen because we talked about earlier in the podcast. The bullpen pitched as much as they possibly could all week long. The Giants went 5-1 and one this week. The bullpen got all of those decisions. The bullpen was 5-1. and one. Like we talked about in Colorado, a lot of close games late. Giants... Rockies kind of hanging in tie scores late in the game. And then the offense kind of busted out and the giants bullpen had a lot to do with that. Keeping the giants, uh, you know, close and keeping the Rockies from scoring late. And so the bullpen went five and one, they pitched 28 and a third innings in six games this week. They had 26 strikeouts, uh, a save and three holds on the week. So they came in second with 16.7% of the vote. And are you ready for the winner? I am ready because I think this may be a record here. I, I think so. And the winner is the captain, Brandon Belt, El Capitan, 83.3% of the vote, 458 average, 583 Woba, three home runs, five ribs, eight runs scored. I think his, I think his walk percentage was something like 18.8% on the week. And we know, I mean, he's a, he's a walker. I mean, that's what he does. He gets yeah. up to the plate. Uh, Brandon Belt will determine the strike zone for the umpire. Uh, if he doesn't swing, it's not a strike, right? I mean, that's kind of what we've come to to, to see from him. Maybe, so, the, can, maybe the best eye uh, since Barry, right? Since I, Barry Bonds. I, I absolutely think so. And again, I and you, we are on the right side of the belt wars. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's a just so you know, there's a right side of the belt wars <laughs> and there's a wrong side of the belt wars. By the way, I was just trying to get through all the belt I, wars no, that we had on, this, on this podcast. <laughs> this is awesome. I love it. Um, if you if you're just listening on the podcast, you're kind of missing out on the uh, photoshopped images <laughs> and the real images. <laughs> yeah, the captain's uniform. That's yes. real. You're missing out on some of those just fantastic images of, of Brandon belt. So, uh, make sure you get over to YouTube, hop on, check it out. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, we are on the right side of the belt wars. If you're on the wrong side of the belt wars, it's time to it is time over. And, and this is a good is segue time. right into talking about Brandon belt. And well, you know, the, the, the thing about the belt wars I see people holding the grudge, right? Because they dug their feet in yeah. that belt wasn't as good as some people thought that he was. And I get it. Like, you know, he, it, some of the things that he did for the team was a little bit hard to see. Just if you're watching the games, you really had to dig sometimes to figure out, okay, well, you know, he went, uh, you know, one for five, but he walked and he scored and, you know, he struck out three times and he didn't, and he, it was looking. And so, you know, <laughs> when, when you think about old school baseball, like you and I were taught growing up, like, you know, don't ever leave the bat on your shoulder with two strikes. Right. And with that mentality, we probably chased a lot of strike threes that were not, you know, that were not strikes. Yeah. But I remember my cousin, he told me this a long time ago, and I never, I never got it until Will Clark and and Barry Bonds, and and you know before Bonds, Will Clark was the guy with the great eye, right? So yeah, Clark, oh, yeah. Bonds, Belt, all have great eyes, and he told me he actually played some college baseball, uh, J, uh, JV college baseball, um, junior varsity college baseball at uh, Mission, um, which is in the Bay Area. He told me when I was like, gosh, I would have been. I don't know, 15 or 16. He's like, you know, don't, don't swing at anything that you don't think you can hit. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because when you get two strikes, you're supposed to protect and you got to put the ball in play and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, but then you'll get like really bad habits and you'll start swinging at bad pitches normally. And I was like, yeah. you know what? That makes sense. But I cannot justify to my coach that with a runner on second and I take a strike three that the umpire is it's it's a bad call. I can't then justify to my coach, oh coach, you know, that wasn't a strike. I can't start swinging at pitches that that I can't hit cuz then I'll get bad habits. Like the coach is going to be like, "No, you need to put that ball on play to give us a chance. The other team could make an error, this and that." So, yeah. At that point I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." And then when you see when you saw Clark, then when you saw Bonds, and now when you see Belt, okay, maybe striking out sometimes and only making one out it is not the worst thing to do because you see a lot of guys will ground into double plays or they'll, you know, they'll pop balls up and it's just like, well, so then what's the difference between that and, and, and a strikeout? And so like just everyone grew up this certain way. So having him sometimes take a pitch that he doesn't think is a strike bonds did the same thing, by the way, whenever yeah. bonds would strike out, it was almost always on a called third strike because he didn't agree with the pitch. So, you know, it's just that mentality. So I get it. I think I've told, I, th I think I've told this story once, but people always kind of wonder, like, when did I become such a, a big Brandon Belt fan? And it was really out of the fan base. It was the fan base who was so down on him, and it made me dig my heels in more on him as a player. <laughs> so here, here's what happened. So um, my friend, 
Her name is Ashley Payne. Her mom is uh, Kit. Her dad. They're both on our on our um, Facebook page, and she's got two sisters. Uh, one of them is for sure on our Facebook page. So it's like we have like the Payne family on, on our on our, in our Facebook <laughs> I've, group. I've seen them. Yes, and and so um, Ashley was a big belt fan, and I was a big belt fan. So when he would do something great, like we would be retweeting each other on Twitter and stuff. And then when he'd do something bad and people were like frowning and being mean, like we would kind of joke with each other back and forth. And uh, so it was us. It was just really like having fun with, with Ashley because we were both Brandon Belt fans as to why I kind of dug in. And then as you saw some of the photoshops, I just started having fun with it. I was like, oh, look, yeah. the, the guy's, you know, the guy's not not the second coming of Will Clark, but it doesn't mean he's not a really good player. And so then when you start having fun with it and then when you kind of like, you know, then I started just saying that he was handsome and stuff and, and, you know, having fun with that. Uh, and that, that's how, it, that's how it, it became a big thing. And, you know, I've been proven correctly on this one more than once, but you know, he, he still upsets my dad. Like my dad will still go, Oh, he's so overrated sometimes. And I'm like, okay, I know. Does he do that for you though? I mean, does he, does he do that to get you just a little bit? Maybe, maybe, yeah. but I'm just like, yeah, I know you're, you're an old baseball coach. When he strikes out looking with the runner on, it irritates you to no end. Yeah. But, um, but, but like you said, I mean, it does leave the next guy with a chance because if you've got a runner at first and third and you've got one out when you're chasing pitches, and you're chasing a slider down in the zone, you're chasing an off-speed pitch down in the zone, you're going to ground it into a double play. Because especially if you're Brandon Belt, you don't have wheels. I mean, you're going to hit the ball on the ground. It's going to be a double play, uh, and that run's not going to score. So, yeah, I mean, leave it up to the next guy with runners at the corners and, and, and two outs to maybe get a knock. Because I mean, the Gi Giants have a good lineup this year, so th that's the other thing too. It's, it's, I think it's more forgivable this year than it has been in, in the past. But the Giants, up and down the lineup, have a good lineup, and and, and it's more forgivable. And and think to think deeper into it, if you are, like you said, in that situation, the pitcher's trying to get you to hit into a double play. He's either trying to strike yeah. you out or he's trying to get you to hit into a double play. And so if you're if you're swinging at the pitch that he throws to you know get you to hit a hard ground ball to shortstop, then that's not a good at bat either. <laughs> like I'd right, rather right. take the strikeout. Yeah, and the pitcher does his job and he beats you. This way, at least if you strike out on a pitch looking, the pitcher goes, "Oh, okay, great, I got an out, but I still have a runner at third. I still have to face another batter in the best." lineup in baseball because really i mean when it comes down to it over the last i think it's like two months the giants have been the best lineup in baseball and that's really again i can't even tell you how many times it's so weird to say because this team in the 2010s was built on pitching defense uh scrub free agent pickups that would hit <laughs> you know five home runs in the postseason, but how dare you call Pat Burrell or scrub? <laughs> I was thinking of Cody Ross, oh, okay. but yes, they were both scrubs, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but they were our scrubs, right? They came yeah. to San Francisco. They're heroes, they man. They became our heroes. And that was the whole thing. Freddie um, Sanchez is a hero. Marco yeah. Scudero is a hero. So it's weird to have this team this year. Did your drink just get bigger? 
<laughs> if you saw me reaching <laughs> like this, I, I went to get the extra, the extra ZV. I got, I got I a little bigger too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't have anything to add to it, but bourbon. Um, but but yeah, so it it is a weird thing this year to say like, hey, the Giants have the best offense in baseball. I mean, when you look at their offensive WAR, when you look at their uh, what is it, the old WRC plus the. Um, weighted runs created, created plus they're at like 130 over the last month and average is 100 so they're 30 percent over the average for creating runs uh and again it's, it's a, a lot of it has to do with the home runs and the, and the um the concept of going up there with the plan that this giants coaching staff has instilled in these guys. So it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, but, but again, I, I think that, I think that's more forgivable than a guy like belt who, who strikes out looking, but again, he has a discernible eye and when he strikes out looking, I kind of trust that. Okay. I mean, when he strikes out looking, I'd say probably one out of 10 times it's on a pitch. He probably could have swung at. Yeah. Th that's great. I mean, that's a fantastic player right there. That's somebody you want at the plate in a very pressure type of situation. So this quote, we tweeted it out on uh, yesterday, I think. So uh, this is from and Andrew Baggerly's piece in the athletic uh, he said Belt's previous career high for home runs in a season was 18. Amazingly, that's how many he's hit in just 152 at-bats since <laughs> returning from his knee injury on August 5th. His overall ratio of one home run per 11.1 at-bats is second in the majors, just behind Fernando Tatis Jr. and just ahead of Otani. Let's repeat that. Brandon Belt is hitting home runs with greater frequency than Shohei Otani. Like how ridiculous is that yeah. statistic? That's it's absolutely safe to call Brandon Belt Showtime Belt. <laughs> I think it's legit. I think it's okay to do. I'm just looking. I pulled up Fangraphs. I love Fangraphs. I could. I spend way too much time on Fangraphs sometimes. Um, but since August 5th, when Brandon Belt came back to this day. He is the number 10 hitter in, in, in war in the majors. So he's a top 10 hitter. Again, there's a right side of the belt wars. There's a wrong side of the belt wars. Uh, we are on the right side of the belt <laughs> wars where I think he should get another two years, maybe three-year deal. Uh, he's going to be 34 next year. But he's, he's, he's hit 18 home runs since August 5th. Uh, one other player has a, hit 18 home runs since August 5th. Let's see if you can guess since August 5th. It's it's kind of a tough one. I'll give you three guesses, three quick guesses. Okay, so, so 18 let, home runs since August 5th. So August 5th would have been almost uh, about seven weeks ago. Yeah, we're, we're looking at about 40... 42 to 48 games for most of these guys. Okay, so you're saying there is how many people who've hit one one other player who's hit eight other than Belt. Other than Belt. And that's the most since August. Okay, 5th. I think I I think I know who it is. Okay. The only reason I may know who this is is because he's on my fantasy baseball team. Oh, okay. Is it Sal Perez? No. Oh, wow. Sal okay. Perez. Not Sal Perez. Not Sal okay, Perez. Okay, let me think about this. I don't even know. I don't even see Sal Perez on the list. Well, he's got like 45 jacks or something he, like that. He does, but he kind of cooled down. 
Um, okay, so let's let's think about this. So yeah, Sal Perez um, doesn't even have twelve since then. It's not like someone like Swanson from the Braves or somebody no. like that. It's Who is somebody. It? It's somebody the A's should not. Oh, Simeon. Yes, it is. There you go. That was dumb. <laughs> I should have knew that. I should knew that one. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. My bad. Sal Perez has nineteen. Simeon and Belt have eighteen. Okay. There we so go. For, so for I was some on that reason, one. yeah, yeah. For so so for some reason, Sal Perez wasn't even on this first page of thirty top hitters with the highest WAR since August fifth. I I have no idea why he wasn't. Maybe he didn't have enough ABs. I wonder if that's. Just want to shout out Jeremy yeah. Feinstone, who's who's watching us live. He he's to me. He he's uh he he's he's a big fantasy baseball guy by the way. Yeah, if yeah. you need a, a someone for next year, if someone falls out, Jeremy would be a guy. But he might be actually too good for our league. We we may not want him in our league. Well, are, can we have him join our National League only? League? Oh yeah, because we need be some help. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough league. If that you play so in hard. National League only or American League only leagues. Those are really tough. I thought going into the season, this is my first time doing it with you. And I thought, oh, this will be, I think we can get this. No. If somebody no, gets so hurt, hard. you are scraping the barrel for a guy to get like 10 at bats in a week. And yeah, it's it's tough. So Jeremy, if you'd like to join us next year, we will <laughs> we would love to have you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So uh one other thing about Belt, which is uh, a little scary is uh, yesterday he squares mm-hmm. around to bunt, takes the ball, and this this, this was kind of like, because he, he can be a little bit of a klutz. He's a good athlete, but he could be a yeah. little klutzy and awkward sometimes. He's a big dude. Yeah. he's Yeah, he's a, a, a what do they call him, the lanky, awkward, just yeah. kind of like, I don't know. I'm five, like seven, five, eight <laughs> on a good day. Um like 155. So I don't know what it's like to be big, but I can Especially imagine those giant feet. Yeah. I don't so, so he's, he squares around to bunt. I can't, I wish I had a bat that I could show people. And, uh, and so then the ball comes inside. And so he pulls back, but he doesn't have time to actually turn into the pitch so that the pitch hits his shoulder. Mm-hmm. He's starting to, he's, he's doing this and he's pulling back to turn he almost catches the ball between the bat and his hand and his chest. Yeah. Like that's how awkward this position is for him. And uh, he looked like he, he got dinged on the thumb slash hand. They wrapped it up uh, and he went out and he ran the bases, but then he immediately got taken out of the game for defense which almost caused the Giants to lose because Wilmer Flores just decided to, you know, you know, we, we know Wilmer. W- Wilmer Wilmer's going to hit some jacks, but he's also going to make some uh, frustrating plays, to say the yeah. least. And, uh, and and but thankfully Brandon Crawford hit the home run, and they, they were all good. But yeah, so that's one thing to worry about, right? Because we only have a week left, and then the playoffs will start sometime. If if, if they win the division, the playoffs will some start sometime in the middle of the next week. So. Are you worried about Brandon Belt and his injury? We I, we have very little information about it. Well, I actually have some breaking news. Oh, okay, and good. It's it, it's not good. Oh, um, no, it's being reported that he had an X-ray today and it revealed a fracture in his left thumb. So that was just reported 15 minutes ago. 
So we we went on. We've been on for about a half hour or so. Uh, Pavlovich, Suzanne Slusser, Baggerly, they're all reporting uh, a broken thumb. So how long is that going to keep him out? I mean, that's brutal. Very yes. brutal. That is That is unfortunate. Now, we are a glass half full yes. podcast here. Right. Um, the one thing that you can point to is that they have depth. You can put Lamont Wade at first. Mm -hmm. You can put Darren Ruff at first. Right. You can put, if you need to, Wilmer at first. All three guys hit for power. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not what belt has been doing for us in, in, in this last, uh, you know, these last few months. And, and it's, it's going to, it's going to suck, especially cause he's really solid defensively. Um, but it's proven that like, if I think there was a stat, I think it had to do with OPS per position. The giants lead all of baseball at OPS at first base. Um, and it's belt and then it's weighed and then it's rough. So, when he was out, they were fine because those guys produced. Not saying that they can replace him, but that is the one position on the field that they do have depth. So if Belt can play, if he can come back and, you know, maybe, maybe he misses the first round, maybe he misses the second round if they get further enough and maybe he can play after, they do have some depth that maybe lightens the the bad news a little bit but that's that sucks and that that was my worry when i saw it happen it was kind of one of those things where you're watching the game and things are going almost too well and you just go gosh you know something something something's gonna happen here and that is uh that is unfortunate but it, yeah. it's a, it's a really it's a bummer for him too because the guy was having such an amazing year he, yeah. he was, he was going to get to 30 jacks this year yeah, and, and now, stuck he, at, now he can't get to 30 jacks. Stuck at 29, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I hate to bring you that news. And here we are right in the middle of doing the podcast, and we're talking him up, and he's the captain. I mean, he's the team leader. Uh, if there's any time to rally, now is the time to rally. Uh, I have a lot of faith in Ruff. I have a lot of faith in Wade. I have a lot of faith in Kapler. I mean, more than anything, I have a great faith in Kapler that he's going to come up with lineups still day in and day out. The Giants didn't have belt for six weeks earlier in the season. Um, they also didn't have a hot belt like this before his injury earlier in the season. Um, so they played all season long without the hot Brandon belt. What does that mean? That means somebody else has to get hot. Brandon Crawford's been on fire, it seems like, all season long. Uh, Lamont Wade Jr., um, you know, is kind of 
cool, does his thing, and then becomes like Nitro Man. In what do the they call him? Late right? night, or they call, they call yeah, late like night that. Lamont. I, I love that man. Late late night Lamont. That's a fantastic nickname. I might have to get a jersey that just says late night Lamont on it. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, but but so so that's what it's going to have to be. The Giants are going to have to continue the magic more than anything. I think the Giants' starting pitching needs to really really step up in this last week. Um, then go into the playoffs too i mean this is this is a brutal injury at a brutal time of the season uh the giants are about to uh, wrap up the west they can go one of two ways with this they can get down on themselves and say oh man this is a bummer uh we're we're just gonna play sad we're gonna but that's not what this team is i don't expect that at all i expect this team to just kind of launch it into the next gear like they've done all season long and uh, i wouldn't be shocked if the giants now finished winning six in a row to close out the season because of this injury. And honestly, that's, uh, you know, I'm not saying they don't need Brandon belt. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong on that. They need Brandon belt. They love Brandon belt. He is the heart and soul of this team, especially the past, you know, month and a half. But uh, this is the type of team that rallies, Uh, you know, every man is in this together. Um, and, and so I, I can see them rallying and just kind of pushing through this and, and finishing super strong. Hey man, if that happened, it'd be amazing. It'd, yeah, it'd yeah. be so awesome. So let's talk about Kevin Gossman. We've been talking mm-hmm. about him the second half. I think I saw the stat that his ERA in the second half is like over five. He's been mostly down. He's had a couple of good games, right? This last game on Sunday was maybe the best one and most comparable to what he was in the first half of the season. I think he had 26 swing throughs, which is uh tops for the year. I think the only two people, only two pitchers uh, in recent memory who had more were the aforementioned Madison Bumgarner. And then Lincecum had a couple of game, had a game or two with like 29 uh, swing throughs. So he had the splitter going. There was a couple that he hung too that Rockies batters missed, but overall he had a really good, really good start. We, you've been on the Logan Webb train as far as maybe the guy that you trust the most. Yeah, but I do think that we need Gossman to pitch the way that he maybe maybe he's not going to be quite first half Gossman. We need him to be much better in second half Gossman because Logan Webb. Starting against a number two or number three, maybe if Cueto is back, it takes pressure off of him yeah. so that he doesn't have to be the guy and that he can kind of settle into who he's been this year. So what did you think of Gossman? And do you have faith that Gossman will be more of that version from yesterday as we go forward? Okay, so that's a that's really a tough one because we just haven't had enough of that Gossman in the second half. Uh, we've seen flashes of him. Um, yesterday, he did say something that made me kind of question a little bit if he is all the way back, but he said, my slider was working really, really good. He used it as his third pitch yesterday. He said, and that surprised me. I'm like, oh. I don't know if I want to hear that, <laughs> but, 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 but in the 2020s, you don't need to have four solid rock solid starting pitchers or three rock solid starting pitchers in the, in the postseason. You need two 
rock solid starting pitchers in the postseason. That that's that's the 2020s. Uh, it's not uh, 2010 anymore, where you got to have a four or five man rotation. Uh, you you have to have a good solid bullpen with guys that can go three or four innings, and and the Giants have that. I said two two to three innings, not three to four. Um, so if the Giants can get Webb and Gossman just lighting it up at the same time, heading into the rest of the season, uh, these last six games, and then in the important games, 161, 162, 163 if we need it, and then the wild card game if we need it, um, you know, then, then they're set up for a really good postseason run. Uh, but if you're getting the web we saw the other night, which I don't think we will, uh, again, I, I, again, like you said too, we're a, a glass half full podcast. Um, we're realists when it comes to this type of thing. We look at numbers, we look at, um, uh, patterns and, and web doesn't have that pattern of being the guy who's all of a sudden going to just lose his change up, um, what happened in San Diego was a little bit different. It was just maybe a little bit of tiredness and whatnot. So, uh, but when he's pitching at home and it's going to be a big game, I see a different web coming on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really think we're going to kind of start to see a little bit more of the Gossman that we're used to, especially at home. Again, when you're at home um, and, and you just pitched kind of lights out in Colorado and then you come home, that confidence boost. I mean, you're going to be shooting straight up, right? I mean, you you pitch, you you throw eleven strikeouts uh, in six innings in Colorado and give up a run. Uh, I think you've got a little confidence boost when you're coming home in front of hopefully some raucous crowds. I know it's Arizona, it's San Diego, but it's closing out the season. Uh, and then going into a possible 163 and then a possible wild card. But we like to look at it as the week we wrap up the West <laughs> and then you get a whole five days off and then you play on Friday um, in the first game of the NLDS. So, yeah, I mean, I see a little uptick for Gossman. Uh, I'm confident we're going to have that one-two punch of, of Webb and Gossman going into this last week. All right, so before we get out of here, mm -hmm. like I said, we're, we're a very positive, glass-half-full yeah. podcast here. Even though we're hurting right now. Even we're hurting. We're hurting. You know, hurting with that belt news. Any worries as we go through this last week? Like we said, Giants have three against the uh, Diamondbacks, which I, I think they need to sweep all three. Like We cannot play around with these guys. Let's just take care of business at home. We're at home. Mm -hmm. And then they got the Padres for three to finish the season. Dodgers have the Padres for three before the Giants do. And then they have the Brewers, like we said. So if we are of the expectation that the Dodgers could win all six, mm -hmm. the Giants got to win five <laughs> or else, <Yeah. laughs> you know, so let, let, let the, the Diamondbacks are, are the gimme games. Let's win those. And let's worry about that last series against the Padres. So, any worries about anything as we go into this last week? Um, you mentioned the 1993 team. Uh, that, I think that's yeah. on everybody's it, mind. But Just uh, for reference. Just for reference. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, do, do, you, do you, 
Is there like one specific thing or two things that, that you're kind of slightly worried about? I, I, I know for sure for me, I, I would like to see Cueto be available. Yep. And we just haven't heard a lot about him. And I guess he's throwing on the side or whatever, but he's got a balky elbow. That's not good. Um, if, if, like I would rather him be pitching a playoff game than say Alex Wood. I just I would just prefer it to be Cueto because of his experience and because of uh, you know he just has so much moxie out there and you just have confidence that you know he's gonna get get the job done versus Wood, who's you know kind of up and down. Though you know he's had a, he's had a really solid year too. I would almost prefer Cueto to Desclafani, even though Desclafani's come back and has thrown some really good games. So I guess that's one thing. And I guess the the second thing has got to be defense. I know that they prioritize the the mm-hmm. offense, but you saw in the Colorado game where it's a line drive to Listella. He may have kind of got got it lost in the in the sun a little bit and drops it. And then there was the play that I mentioned with uh with Wilmer there that could have caused them some damage but did but you know got them you know they they they, the rockies tied the game but it didn't didn't cause the giants to lose right so i would say that third starter i I would like to have cueto there and then the uh, second thing would just be the the overall defense because they they prioritize the offense and and they and they go okay we'll we'll just sort of deal with this defense sometimes (laughs) Well, and, and that's fair. And I think we probably see, I, I, so belt's going to go on the IL. Uh, I, I was just kind of looking at Twitter and trying to feel it out last time. Uh, I think he had this injury before and he was out for eight weeks. Um, but again, how bad is the injury? Um, what can he do? What can't he do? So I think obviously the biggest concern is first base. I would imagine so he'll go on the IL. I would imagine Dubon's probably going to come up um, because they're going to need to shuffle guys around. Dubon can play multiple positions. Um, so I think that the concern is going to be first base, production at first base. Uh, we know what Ruff can do, we know what Wade can do, um, we know what uh, Wilmer can do. But, but again, can you have that consistency through the playoffs, through everything else? Defense at first base is going to be a little less than what we have with Brandon belt. Um, but, but, and the, uh, some other news on Cueto too, it's possible he goes Thursday against mad bum. Um, they have thrown his name out there. It's probably going to be Casmer at this point, but there is a possibility Cueto is ready and kind of gets a tune-up game on Thursday, maybe like three or four innings um, because he has pitched a rehab start, right? Just one in Sacramento, I believe. Um, so this would be kind of like another rehab start. Just get him out there, get him three innings. Uh, but but yeah, I think that 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 is a big concern. You bring, bring up a great point because if you go in with just – two starting pitchers. And I know I said, this is the 2020. So having two starting pitchers, isn't that, you know, out of the ordinary, but having that third would make us much more comfortable. Uh, I think the concern from here until the end of the season is the belt injury. Uh, It just happened yesterday. News just came out 15, 20 minutes ago that he's going to be on the IL, probably miss, uh, would definitely miss the rest of the season, probably miss 
a good chunk of the playoffs. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be it. The morale of the team is my number one concern. Uh, the captain of the team, the self-professed captain, although everybody on the team is taken, uh, <laughs> taken into that and just absolutely loves it. All the fans as well. So the captain of the team has gone down. How does this team rally with six games left and a two game lead? Um, I'm very, very confident in this team because they have been without him most of the season, uh, not most of the season, but six weeks in the season. And then before that, he was hitting 230, 220, even before the injury. And then he caught fire when he came back. And this team has just done what they've done. It, it is, And it has been called one of the deepest teams in baseball in terms of uh, lineup from top to bottom, the 40-man roster. Uh, Zadie and, and Scott Harris have built this 40-man roster to be phenomenal. And so, yes, you're going to have some drop-off, but he's hot. Who's to say Brandon Belt didn't get cold in two or three days and was cold throughout the playoffs? We've seen the streakiness of him. Um but but so I think the Giants can withstand that. But yeah, the morale of this team right now, going into tomorrow night's game, I think that is my number one concern. But but I see a very bright outlook, and I'm I'm you know I, I'm pretty confident. I'm confident. You got to imagine that as bummed out as Belt is, he will probably use it to you know create a little bit of humor. You know maybe alleviate some of the some of yeah. the concerns alleviate some of the concerns so <clears throat> yeah that you know i i think i think the team they just need to clinch this whatever it takes if you got to win 6 you got to win 6 right yeah um <clears throat> or actually technically you got to win 5 no matter what well if we if we're doing predictions let's let's leave it with predictions because we do that every week okay giants have 6 games I think the Brandon Belt injury is going to turn into a gigantic morale booster, and the Giants are going to go six and zero. Wow! The rest of the season, I really do. I and I believe that in my heart because I'm not just being a fanboy. I'm not just saying this team has done some really crazy things this season, and to finish six and zero would kind of fit the craziness of this season. That that's what I think. Okay, you know, if they win six, that's a hundred and eight games that they would yeah. have won yeah. for the season. Yeah, I like it. I think I think this team can do it. And again, the injury, I think it just kind of says, hey, this is what we have to do. This is what we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna punch this out and we're gonna finish this. So yeah. So uh Wikipedia, I was looking up wikipedia to what they what they have as far as most wins in a season um let's see here most mlb wins in a season number one is uh so technically it is um 116 in the 2001 mariners they didn't even go to the NLCS, right? No, the ALCS. No, they I mean, got ALCS. Beat. Yeah, they got beat by the White Sox, I think, in the first round, like handily. It wasn't even close. I remember watching that series thinking, wow, 
this is a, it's a curse to have the best record in baseball. But again, weird season. I think the Giants can kind of battle that weirdness. So 1998 Yankees won 114. Mm-hmm. The 54 Indians won 111 and then went out and lost to the Giants in the World Series. The 27 Yankees won 110, but that was in 154-game season yeah. as well as the 54 Indians. And then uh, 1909 Pirates, 110 in 152-game season. 31 Athletics in 152-game season. Are we getting some I, I remember current that teams? Team. <laughs> right. We need some current teams. I'm skipping all these old teams. 1931 A's. Oh, this was just there a uh, this was just a teams with a 700 winning percentage. Why oh, okay. is it so yeah. hard to find? Yeah, I tried to find best. I tried to find all time best road wins uh, by the Giants or a road record by the Giants today. I had a hell of a time trying to find that. So this is a team that shows up on this list that I wouldn't have thought would have showed up on this list when it comes to winning percentage. The 1995 Indians in 144 games, they won a hundred games and then they lost in the world series. That's crazy. Was that's right. I just remembered 95 was uh, shortened, right? They didn't start on time. Yes. 144 games. So basically this would put the, if they, if they won, 108 games, which they will. It would put them with the 18 Red Sox who won 108, the 86 Mets who won 108, the 75 Reds who won 108, and the 70 Orioles. All three of those teams went on to win the World Series. So Hmm. if you get closer, you know, you get to the 107s, you're talking about uh, teams from the 30s, but the Astros in 19 won one. 107, they lost the World Series. The 19 Dodgers won 106. They didn't even make the World Series. The 98 Braves won 106 games. They lost the NLCS. And the 2004 Cardinals won 105, lost the World Series. So it doesn't mean just because you win all these games, it doesn't mean that you actually win the championship. So I don't you just know. have to be, I don't you have to be, that list. yeah, you just have to be hot. That, yeah. That's what I mean. The 2014 Giants were hot that you know they won the wild card they won the wild card game against the pirates and just got hot they were just hot throughout the the rest of that uh series so or or postseason all right so the next time we do this is are we going to try and shoot for this weekend because you're going to be out of town next week I could, yeah, I would love to do a saturday morning show we we like the saturday morning shows and uh yeah and we'll have a little bit more of an update on where the Giants are. Yeah. If they could possibly clinch the division by then, that would be nice. That yeah, would give be great. Us to talk about. I have some Bay Area power going here. I got my Metallica there shirt. Go. Got some Don't Stop Believing journey. I think we've got it all working for us. So we'll plan to be back on this weekend on Saturday before you leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, our normal Monday slot, we will miss that. Um, and then we'll sort of figure out what the playoffs are like. I would like to do something even short after every playoff game. Uh, you're going to probably miss at least two 
and yeah. and uh, I may have to get some friends or whatever. But if we can do if we can do playoff stuff, it might be a little harder for the night games because it might be so late <laughs> and we may have to come back the next day or something. I, but it'd be, hey. it'd, it'd be nice to do it'd be nice to do short shows to yeah. talk about the games. If I'm home, I will be up after the game. Will I be sober? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but 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 we'll still do the we we yeah. can still do it. Yeah, right, yeah, right, fun. yeah. All right, all right. So uh, that's gonna be it from here. Thanks to Brad. I am a double G. If you can and you are listening to the audio version and you can give us a five star rating on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, that would be tremendous. And also, if you are uh, on social media at Thompson to Clark on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and then if you watch through YouTube, just search for Thompson to Clark. Give us a subscribe. That'll give us, uh, you know, some more juice with uh, with the YouTube analytics. There, uh, we greatly appreciate that. So, yeah. uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Peace.